0: Well welcome everybody, happy Christmas to you all and welcome to this carol service and uh, tonight I'm going to be just speaking from this famous carol, Silent Night. There's a a picture the Bible sets for us in Luke's Gospel in chapter 2 and verse 7 and it reads this, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. This was the picture of the birth of Jesus Christ. And this was the picture and the foundation for this carol. You know, growing up, Silent Night was one of my favorite carols. The melody and the lyrics of Silent Night complement each other so well, don't you think? It's a tender song about a holy night that quietly changed the world. I find the melody seems to draw me to a place of calm and peace But the lyrics seem to almost want to shake the world awake, if you like, with these words, with the dawn of redeeming grace. Something is bursting forth. Something is happening. And the writer of this carol seems to understand that something significant is happening. Something is taking place that basically is going to change the world as Christ, the Savior, is born it goes on to say, Son of God loves pure light. Jesus comes to light up the world. You know, the story behind this famous carol, it, and I'll read this to you. The words of Silent Night were written as a poem in 1816 by a young priest in Austria, Joseph Mohr. It was Christmas Eve in 1818, that's two years later, when the now-famous carol was first performed a Stille Nacht, Heiliger Nacht. Joseph Moore, the young priest who wrote the lyrics, played the guitar and sang along with a guy called Franz Gruber, typically German, the, the quiet director who had written the melody to the words. You know, an organ player or an organ um, builder who was with the player at the time, he actually was repairing the organ when he saw a copy of this song and he took those words to a local village, to a local group that he knew, and they began to sing this song as a traveling folk band. And they performed right across Europe. In 1834, the Strasser family performed it also for the king of Persia. In 1839, the Rainer family of singers debuted the carol outside Trinity Church in New York City. The song became popular and was translated into over 300 languages and many different arrangements of this carol began to spring forth. It was sung in churches, in towns, even on the battlefield during World War I when during a temporary truce on Christmas Eve, soldiers sang carols, Silent Night by 1914 was known around the world. Amazing. Amazing. After the original manuscript was actually lost for decades, some uh, speculated that the music had been written by Haydn, Mozart, and even Beethoven. In 1994, the original manuscript was found in Moha's writing, with Gruber named as the composer. Joseph uh, Mohr spent time most of his life and time serving the people of of Salzburg, he chose to live simply, and he died in poverty because he'd given away what he had to those who need it. What a guy, so generous. Today, the Franz Zaver Gruber Museum in Hallein and the Joseph Moore School of Valkyne are in Austria. Still today, And they honor the creators of this classic carol, Silent Night. And in fact, I have to say that this carol has endured uh, throughout time. And it's a testimony to the truths it calmly and joyfully proclaims. It touches people from all nations and all cultures. And it is an expression of the deepest reflection and spiritual longing for peace. Which we all crave. You know, let's face it, when I look around and think about a 21st Christmas, uh, century Christmas that we all enjoy today, they're anything but silent, still, <laughs> and peaceful. I'm sure you would agree, especially at this current time where we find ourselves. Christmas is such a busy time for many, isn't it? It's a stressful time. Some say it's a hectic time and some say, do you know what, it's a really noisy season. And so much has been added to our Christmas celebrations. Today it it might not be so easy for us to remind ourselves, maybe of what happened on that first Christmas. And that is why we have these great carols like Silent Night to help us imagine maybe what that first Christmas could really have been like. So I invite you to look back and think about that first Christmas. You know, I've always uh, wondered with a little bit of a chuckle in my own heart at that first night when I specifically read the title of this carol, Silent Night. You know, anyone who has experienced the miracle of childbirth certainly knows it's, it's not a quiet night. It's actually quite a noisy <laughs> affair. It's quite a loud affair in welcoming a newborn into the world. And even the noise and the crying from the newborn is, is a noisy affair. It's beautiful, it's sacred but it's anything other than quiet, right? And add to that the audience of animals, possibly offering their unintelligible kind of commentary before, during, and even after the delivery. Can you imagine that symphony around you? And all of that was before visiting hours started of shepherds and also magi. And no visitor is a quiet affair, right? Quite a noisy affair. So what's the writer getting to here? I believe in these words, silent night. The writer seeks to convey a sense of calm in a moment. To quieten the hearts of those who are singing and hearing. To what is actually happening on this ordinary night. In this ordinary place. To this ordinary couple. In an ordinary stable. And in an ordinary Manger, something supernatural was taking place. It was a not just a silent night, take and pause and ponder the moment, but it was a holy night because the Son of God had entered the world. And Joseph Moher, the writer, was captivated by this miraculous event, this birth of Christ, that God the Son was born a baby, and he writes, holy infant, tender, and mild. And you see, this was the promise of God to his people hundreds of years ago. In Isaiah chapter 7 in the Old Testament, it is recorded, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and, sh- and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which we know is God with us. A little later, we read, in Isaiah 9:6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. This is the baby. This is the Messiah. This is Jesus. This was spoken about hundreds of years before. And Joseph uh, Moha, in his carol, Silent Night, is in absolute awe of the fact that God chose to enter the world as a baby boy who slept peacefully, can you imagine, in his mother's arms? It was a holy night, different from all others. But he's not only taken by that. He also captures the wonder and the beauty of Jesus being our Savior, the Savior of the world. Yet he was coming in the form of a child. How Could the sovereign God of the universe be seen so simply and so helplessly, so vulnerable? How could all that power and holiness and purity and love be in such a little form? Have you ever thought about that? Just amazing. And his little shoulders were so small and undeveloped at that time. And his frame was so fragile. But he had come to carry a weight like no other was to carry. He would bear the sins of the world and establish his kingdom in every corner of the globe. And from the moment that this baby, Jesus, opened his eyes in Bethlehem, his name was Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, The prince of peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And sure enough, God accomplished it. In and through Jesus Christ. You know, this carol, Silent Night, Holy Night, is a summary of just, it's a lullaby of peace. It's all about peace. For sure, it inspires a picture of this baby Jesus sleeping soundly on the evening he was born. But as this carol progresses, it's increasingly about the peace that this baby Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the peace that he brings. And when our Savior Jesus came, the Bible says this, that he was the one, he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. He's preaching peace. And we're all in the same boat, you see. We're all in that same boat. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we all, the Bible says, need a savior to pay for the debt of our sin. And we couldn't possibly pay it for ourselves so God in Christ Jesus came in love to rescue us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but would receive eternal life. That's life everlasting, life beyond this life. It goes on to say, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, Jesus is God's gift of peace to you. He's God's gift of peace to me. And he is the doorway to a relationship with God And he is the giver of everlasting peace and joy to all who will receive him. What a gift. And what a gift this Christmas time. Jesus preached rest and peace to all who would come to him. This is what Jesus said. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke Upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What an invitation to come to Jesus Christ. Friends, you can know this peace this Christmas time, you can know God's peace this Christmas time, and God's peace is like no other peace. And he sent Jesus to you, to me, to bring peace to us, to announce peace. And our relationship with God is possible. Our sins are forgiven. And you can receive that if you believe in him. You can receive that peace this Christmas time. And maybe this year is the year where you could encounter the dawn of redeeming grace like this famous carol talks about, this recognition of who Jesus is, to be in awe of Jesus Christ coming as a baby, but being the savior of the world to bring peace to all, peace with God, peace with our neighbor, and peace most of all with yourself. And maybe this year you can experience that through having faith in Jesus Christ and experience that forgiveness for the past, the peace for today, and most of all, a bright hope for the future. And so every child of God who receives him into their heart can actually, like this, Carol says, sleep in heavenly peace. Don't you need that in this world, a bit of heaven's peace? Don't you need a bit of God's peace? Friends, I think we all need at this time God's peace. At this uncertain, troubling time, we need to know God's peace in Jesus Christ as the foundation and the security for the rest of our lives. That's what's on offer for all of us. So let me close with this. Maybe all of us at this Christmas season should put down our phones. We should put down our electronic devices and take some time to have a silent night, a moment when we can remember that sure enough, that night was a holy night. And it was a night when peace came to the world. And that peace is available to all who will come to Him. Receive God's peace this Christmas time in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a wonderful Christmas.